0: welcome to morning coffee and mimosas i'm christina and i'm joe we are a father-daughter duo we come here sunday mornings but you can come here anytime you please we banter about life about business and we do it over coffee and mimosas
1: so now instead of just good morning to you we have martina martina
0: Hello. We have a guest. <laughs> Welcome, Martina.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Thanks. And hello, listeners. We are trying this video thing out again. Mm-hmm. So this is our second video. And we are joined by a very, very good friend of my dad's and a new friend of mine, <laughs> Martina Davidkova from Canada.
2: You nailed the pronunciation. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Great. That was great.
2: Yes. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, Joe, like Christina said, you become a good friend already. And I love that.
1: Well, thank you. And it's, a, it's like perfect for our topic and for how that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so listeners, let me give you a spoiler alert of what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about business relationships turned friendships and really just more than that, the importance of relationships in, um, in life and in business and selling. Um, I can certainly relate to that. And, uh, I think Martina is a perfect guest because, uh, Martina and my dad actually work together and, um, have formed a really good relationship that, uh, I've been very impressed by. So Martina well done as a fellow seller. Um, I I've been very impressed to hear the stories about how you represent, you know, your brand at coconut and, um, really kind of drove value into with what my dad's credit union was purchasing. So anyway, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, like you mentioned, I work at Coconut Software. I'm an account executive there. Um, I work mainly with folks located on the East Coast in the US, but I happen to live in Canada. We are a Canadian company, so uh, this dialogue is happening across cross countries here um yeah
1: so we're international now this podcast is international we have
2: been
0: international (laughs) which shocks me every single time i see some of the like data we've got i think we've got listeners on just about every continent now
1: but now we have an interview
0: right that's correct that is correct i
2: love that um i've been with coconut for just a short little while but i've been in sales for about uh three years now um and i really love what i do and uh I think that sometimes there's a stigma with sales that we're, you know, pushy car salesmen and we have our own personal agendas and we're going to try to bring you out for every dime you've got. Um, but I really love in the SaaS world getting to develop these professional relationships because you get to work with people for an extended period of time because um, things don't happen overnight in the business world and you really get to know people. And that's definitely my favorite part of the job.
0: It's so true. I mean, yeah. and I've been impressed, dad, for like watching you With over me? your career. Oh. <laughs> once in a while, you impress me. Not that often, but I once tried, in a great while. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have coffee or mimosas in hand right now for this. So I feel very naked and, and very sober. So this is um a little bit different, but um yeah. Anyway, I sidebar there to say, yes, dad, yeah. that you've impressed me over time. Mm because, um, I've watched as you've like m- maintained relationships, built relationships in all different aspects of life and how some of those things have weaved together over time to create opportunities. Um, but never in an opportunistic way. Oh, and that, probably, okay, thank you. That's that good. probably doesn't just make any sense.
1: No, <laughs> it does. It does.
0: But you can kind of tell when somebody is after, um, they are like angling for a relationship because they want something out of it versus you know kind of like that authenticity and just wanting to get to know a person and um anyway how has that i guess martina come into play for you like do you walk into a situation and say okay i just met joe he's my buyer i've got to make him my best friend or was it kind of like all right this guy seemed approachable and <laughs> like and I mean, earmuffs, dad, you know, you could tell the truth here.
2: <laughs> I think that, that if that's that's the hard grand plan. that's the hard part about sales, because of course, like we're there to um, hopefully convince you or show you the value so that you want to become a customer of ours. So at the end of the day, we do have that personal agenda and that's what our job is about. Um, but I think that, you know, when I first started, there was this idea in my head where, I had to have the perfect pitch and say all the right things and I had to be persuasive and convince people. Um, And what I've quickly realized is that it's more so about just being genuine and being who you are and being honest to people and laying it all out for them. And if you are honest about who you are, they're more likely to trust you when you show them the things about your product or your service or whatever you might be selling to them. And I think that that's just the beginning of having more genuine interactions where like Joe knew I'm selling to him. There was no doubt about that. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it became more so of, taking an interest in the things outside of the software and the conversations that we're having as well. And I think that's what kind of contributed to us being on a, you know, I have this number, phone number.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and he does uh, give well, that
2: out liberally, not I to take not. anything away. But no, no. <laughs> I <I'm just> know.
0: <kidding. laughs> but more than that, I mean he, he speaks so highly of you. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it's um I I like what you said about when you started there and, and I, I, I felt this when I was, especially when I was younger, i I mentioned this in an earlier podcast when I was younger, this is just me anyway. I don't know how other people feel, but people that were older than me, I was very intimidated very easily. Cause I kept thinking, how could I possibly know what, you know, you know, if you were older than me, um, but that's not the case because you're coming to me for a solution for what i have that you don't you know potentially have right yeah. but so i used to want to be very prepared you know very buttoned up and very professional and very prepared but i quickly learned uh probably at my first mess up if i was unprepared and laughed or something how people relaxed and yes not that i would go into another meeting unprepared <laughs> <laughs> i spent the rest of my life being unprepared <laughs> but uh <laughs> But I found that, you know, when you're human, that that's what connects people. And the whole idea is a connection because I, I really feel, and then I'll let you talk Martina, but if you make the connection with someone, then, um, the product, we can focus on the product and you're not in the way, or I'm not in the way, if that makes sense. But if if I'm not connected and I feel that you really don't care and you're really not responsive, Mm -hmm then then you're in the way of me evaluating the product because I'm thinking, okay, so if this product is so good, and then I got to deal with her. <laughs> or I have to deal with
0: it. Well, sometimes, you know? sometimes you purchase something despite right? the person who's Correct. selling it, right? Because yes. the product is so good, it kind of sells itself. I just have—I'm um, I'm laughing right now because we're talking so much about the connection and a good connection. And I don't know if you saw, but the screen has said "connection lost" twice. Yeah, that
1: was because I have a wireless mouse and keyboard, <laughs> and it's not here, and it.
0: Oh, is that what that was? Because I'm yeah. like, I think we've lost connection. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad might need to edit this out. Not, we'll just we'll just roll with it. But, um, but what I was saying is that sometimes you buy something despite the person that's selling it because you it's just something that you need or it's something that they have a monopoly on um, that you just make that choice. But um, what what are I guess some of the things, Martina, as you go into like when you started your role three years ago. Mm -hmm. Did you have the same approach or like, have you learned? And I don't know what, what were you doing before that? Like, were you in a different field or?
2: Yeah, so my field has changed a little bit. At one point I was in cybersecurity and as you can imagine, it's a very like serious industry and there's a lot on the line and you're talking to um, chief technology officers or chief information officers. And like the conversations have always been like, very straight to the point. And I found that it was really hard building relationships, especially in an industry where, um, you know, you're changing things up because you want to stay ahead of the game and there's not that much loyalty. So uh, what I love coming to the financial industry space is that um, the banks and credit unions that we're talking to really do want to build a connection. And it takes that effort from both sides in order to make a meaningful Mm -hmm. connection. So what I appreciated when, um, I had my first discussion with Joe, I was, I was going through a product and I showed him something. He was like, not to cut you off. I just don't want you spending a lot of time, but that's not useful to us. But like, I that's remember. great feedback. <laughs> it, I mean, it always throws off a salesperson, but like having that feedback, it's like, okay, well, he's paying attention. He's giving me feedback. And now I know where I can like steer the conversation versus me blabbing on for 15 minutes. So having engaged people on the other end makes all the difference and as much as we can talk about uh, why it's important to form relationships people that don't want to form relationships with you just can't force it
1: that, that's very true because not everybody's into it everybody some people are just yeah you know it, it just show me that like, I really don't you know I don't want to get to know you I don't care Mm -hmm. don't want to joke don't want to laugh just tell me about the product and then you really do have to shift gears right away and do exactly as that person asked you to do
2: I mean I probably push the boundaries and we'll try to slide in a joke in there see if I do do the same same thing (laughs) that was always me I'd be like okay this person's
0: a tough nut here we're gonna like we'll have to like delicately ease into it
2: (laughs) make them like me (laughs) No, exactly. hey, you
1: you don't have to buy my, my product just you have yeah. to like me when i'm that i'd be like
0: all right i gotta figure this person out they're very dry so some dry humor here right.
2: <laughs> and i think that also um doing a little bit of due diligence on the people you're talking to especially in a business manner like i'm mm-hmm. i'm not telling you to stalk anybody you're meeting in your day-to-day life but in business like getting an understanding of what they're about for example like i found that joe was doing this podcast and i was like of course, I'm going to listen to it, like take an interest in what people are doing and something that they're proud of and celebrate those mm-hmm. things. And um, that's a very easy way to by just giving your time and your attention to show other people that you care about the relationship,
1: right?
0: That's You're 100% nice. right, Martina. And I think um, when, when, you know, I've been working or coaching our team, a lot of times we talk about because you probably in if we were talking about sales, you know, from three years ago when you got into this industry to now it's changed quite a bit with just the technology that's out there and the way that people want to engage. But we talk so much, so much of it has changed from how many calls have you made or how many um, times have you reached out to somebody to like, what are the deposits? How are you adding value? Because ultimately there's so many people that are doing, you know, the same exact thing. So how do you stand out and how do you put yourself in a position where you've made deposits? We always call them. You keep making deposits and you invest your time. It doesn't need to be like, you could send a hundred sales pitches over, but you sending him a note saying, Hey, I listened to your podcast and that episode, whatever, you know, like referencing a story that showed, I listened and I thought that was cool. I mean, you know, he'll literally—you could go anywhere and he'll invent a product to buy from you at this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that people um, that didn't have, like that dad—that was good yeah. <laughs> um, with their lives outside of work, like as much as we all love our jobs and we're, we can be super passionate about our job. It's also our extracurriculars and the relationships that we've built outside of them. There's a reason why everybody loves to talk about their kids and their pets. Like we just love them and those are great right. conversations for us. So um, just taking time to, you know, ask how is your son or daughter doing or those little, those little tiny moments of interaction where it doesn't have to be about something so um, ge- generic like the weather really helps to make sure that people know that you're thinking about them and that you remember the last thing that they said, that you were actively listening instead of like going through the motions.
1: Right. That's good. Let me ask you this question. Uh, how do you, and I, I keep, I keep finding myself asking questions where I'm really asking for validation on something. <laughs> so, so <laughs> you need I, to extend I your curiosity a bit. Yeah, maybe I have to, but. Um, he thinks he
0: knows everything. He doesn't have anything left to learn anymore, huh? Nothing.
1: that's no, all. Well, it's, I'm at capacity. There's nothing else up there. It doesn't mean I'm I'm any good. It's just that it's capacity. Um, titles. Let me ask you this. How do you approach when you see a title? You know, a fancy title or a high, well, not fancy. I mean, high title versus, mm-hmm. you know, if you're approaching someone who is president or yeah. senior VP or something versus uh, cons- um, account executive or um you know, manager or something like that, does, what does title do to you? You don't know the person yet, but you're going to be presenting. Is that a factor, not a factor?
2: Um, I think that Uh, it always makes people nervous. And when I started, especially, I was like, oh my God, the CEO of this company, I have to take a call with them and I have to talk to them. And uh, you sometimes can start to feel little and you're like, I hope I can add value. And you can, your mind can go to crazy places. Um, What I've started doing is just relating it with, you know, more responsibility and busyness. So I know that when I'm speaking with somebody um, that is, you know, VP up, Whatever the ranks are, Um, I keep in mind that they're busy and that I don't want to be taking up too much of their time and I want to be to the point and direct. So I try to just place myself in their shoes and what would they appreciate given their role and um, given that they're likely have a million things on their plate. And what I'm talking about is just 1% of what their brain is thinking about in -hmm. terms of running their operation. So being mindful of that, I think, um, helps to resonate more with people that are in those higher positions.
1: And when you make that first contact, so let's say the CEO has, you're, you are yeah. on the call, the zoom call or whatever
2: mm-hmm.
1: interaction it is, they pretty much then set the pace, right? Like you're, you're ready to not waste their time. Yeah. But if you find out they don't appear to care how much time <laughs> you're taking, you adjust, right?
2: yes yeah absolutely yeah. it's all about pivoting and what you'll notice is um when anybody has their boss on the line they also follow their boss's lead
1: mm-hmm. so if
2: i follow their lead then i'm following their boss's lead
1: <laughs> right right very good
0: so when you think about that though um i think there's another element of the relationship there because um i certainly i've i've made a lot of relationships and being at my company for a, a long time now There are people that um, were maybe lower level when I first met them and then people advance, right? So there are people that their careers, they change and they grow. And I think that the worst thing that people can do sometimes when they are building relationships is discount people that don't have a title that impresses them. Mm -hmm. So you kind of took it, Martina, from a standpoint of, when I see that title, I get a little bit more, maybe a little bit more nervous Mm -hmm. and feel a little more pressure in communications. And I totally agree with that. But I also think that sometimes people discount a title that they don't think can serve them. And that can be the Achilles heel in a relationship in an opportunity to close business, because sometimes those people are the ones that are weighing in and a critical, um, you know, a critical point of evaluation for somebody who's ultimately making the decision. Sometimes they end up advancing or things change. I mean, how quickly things change at organizations. Now, the person that you could be counting uh, out in the beginning could end up being the person that's sitting in that seat of the title that now gives you the fire in your belly to say, oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I just think that's something that's important too, because So often I think salespeople will look at, and it's not just salespeople, just people in general, right? They put on their best for somebody that they think can get them that it goes back to that opportunistic quality, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: I, I really don't, uh, don't love where somebody acts differently or, you know, brings their best because of who you are and what you can do for them versus kind of like you mentioned that authenticity to just be who you are and try and, um, you know, do the right thing and solve problems.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that can help you deepen relationships too, that I've been mindful to do. Um, when you're talking to somebody and then their boss joins and you've had a great experience working with them, tell their boss on that same call that you've enjoyed working with their, that coworker so much and, or something great that they did. And it just goes a long way because you're giving a genuine compliment. You're giving in at a time that matters and making sure that person gets the recognition that they deserve. And then you've got somebody that wants to work with you because you made them mm-hmm. good. And now their boss knows the hard work that they're putting in. So I think that especially in the business world, it's not like a, a clear line of progression of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all just gets so interwoven across the organization that yeah, you're hundred percent right. Every single relationship matters.
1: Yeah. And then, and, you know, it's, it always comes back to being a, a genuine person, which I think you started out right, right off the bat as a genuine person. So when I, when I say that, what I mean is if you're genuine and you're sincere, then you don't, you're not different with somebody based on their title. The way I look at it, a fancy title might actually make me a little bit more nervous perhaps, mm-hmm. but I need to be the same person with that person, that individual as i would be if someone had no title on their name and maybe they were not uh significantly important let's say to Mm -hmm. to the organization Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but who cares just be normal because that person who you're not doing it for this reason because you're you're genuine but the person who made up might appear to be insignificant to the situation as you said christina could be The one who the president calls and says, "So, what do you think?" Yeah, (laughs) you know, and they go, "Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't like her, or I didn't like him, or whatever." Yeah, okay, we'll go elsewhere. You know, and you would never know that. You would, in a thousand years, not know that. But treating everybody with respect all the way down the line is just so important. Yeah, I'm going to start. I was going to say,
0: (laughs) start thinking about the way I talk to you, Dad.
1: I, I, I apologize. That, that pregnant pause was was she was like, Yeah, I shouldn't treat you so bad. Especially yet,
0: you know? because you know, this is a very like you do present a lot of opportunity for me. So I really I should be treating you with the I respect do. you deserve. Really? I don't know, in life. You gave me life. I mean you know, that's maybe the important <clears throat> you and mom, maybe the grand the greatest opportunity I've ever had.
1: See now Martina's sitting here going, look, these two are talking here. What am I doing here? I, I'm <laughs> supposed to be interviewing you. <laughs>
0: So just another question, Martina, like as you, cause I'm thinking about when you started in sales three years ago, um, this is a pretty wild time to have gotten on the, you know, on the sales train. Is that a train? I don't know. But, um, you've kind of like come into things at a, a pivotal time. And as you've been trying to like build relationships, what does this look like? in the world today where I'm guessing that like the beginning of the relationship that you and my dad formed was like this virtual in -hmm. nature. So what are some ways, and I think you talked about some of them, but the difference between that face-to-face environment and, you know, in personal life, right. When you're building relationships that way, how do you manage to kind of build that same level of like rapport and trust that yeah. you did in a virtual setting, do you feel like, do you feel like there's a need for face-to-face, like, or do you feel like you accomplish just as much in a virtual environment?
2: That's interesting. And I think that we could debate this for days just because. Um, there's been a lot of great things to happen out of not being able to travel and we're all adapting and using Zoom. At the same time, there's also Zoom fatigue. And if we're on virtual meetings all day long, it can be really easy to get burned out and maybe not put it, be your best self and put it your all um, at the end of a day. But also it helps you connect with like. I don't know if I would have traveled to New Jersey and met with Joe, um, I don't know if you get get the same reach without technology, so I think that it's a give and take, um, but I do think that because of all the technology use, sometimes the people that we're talking to, they have so much going on and it's so hard to get their attention like they have their phone next to them, you can't read their body language, maybe their video is turned off and you don't get that eye contact, Mm -hmm. facial expressions. Um, So I think just keeping your video on in meetings just really goes a long way to bring the personal aspect and having people see that it's you that they're talking to and making light of the situation that we are all working from home. So, you know, me and Joe were talking earlier about your dog starting to bark at the most uh, at the worst time or uh-huh. going into the room crying like that's just another opportunity to show that you're a real person and show them the personal side of you, not just the you know the part how we portray ourselves in a professional way because we're all humans and we're inside of our house doing meetings through our house. So I don't know if I answered your question because I'm on totally. the but um, I think that there's just little things that we can do to bring the uh, human interaction like maybe, doing a coffee meeting where you both have your cup of coffee so it can feel like a coffee date.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: That's
0: true. Yeah, we did. I think we did an episode very early on where we kind of were breaking some of that down, like how you can still connect in a, Mm -hmm. in a virtual way. And you're so right. Like, I think a lot of people used 2020 and the fact that you couldn't get in front of people as a crutch to say like, this is why, you know, Oh, I, you know, I, I need to get in front of them so that I could advance something forward. And sometimes maybe that's true with certain people, but, um, but I would have to say, like, just looking at, you know, the relationship that you guys have built. And I look at so much of what's developed and, you know, all that we've accomplished over the course of the last two years, when face-to-face interaction was at a major premium and still is right. You're not really doing that unless it's absolutely necessary. So I think, um, I don't know, I think maybe, Maybe the debate is that, you know, it's a happy balance, but I think, you know, you can develop that track record and trust and uh, reliability without actually maybe like breaking bread together and being
2: face to face. I like that breaking bread. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's just- yeah.
1: no, no, I, I think it's, uh, you know, the pandemic's been horrible, obviously, you know, for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. um, personally being a techie, because I'm a techie. I know I'm old and you like, you know, but I'm <laughs> we- definitely I have always been a techie and I, I embrace like, you know, iOS 15 came out on Monday. I I, I literally kept hitting refresh, refresh, refresh till it came <laughs> and downloaded nerd it. Nerd alert. Yeah, I'm a complete nerd. <laughs> so it has forced technology down people's throats that have avoided it. And when I say technology, yes, we all eventually get there, yeah. but uh, people are using Zoom and computers and logging on to digital banking now and you know uh, all of this remote stuff that I think it forced a critical mass of people forward in technology. So saying that, your job, Martinez, I'm gonna you know, I think uh, and yours, Christina, has been enhanced because you now have the ability to see, and potentially make, uh, if every, let's say presentation was an hour, you could do eight presentations a day, seven a day. It would probably burn you out and you'd have a massive That's why headache. we
0: have more wrinkles and
1: uh, Yes, but
0: grays and exhaustion. <laughs> no,
1: don't talk about gray. I have no hair and gray, so that's, you know, but- uh,
0: It's true though. I mean, the the amount that, a, you know, the amount you can pack in a day yes. now is is bananas. It's like
1: right where if, if you Martina were traveling you would be going from you know where you live to maybe 30 minutes away then maybe a two-hour drive and then whatever or planning a trip to New Jersey and then come up, all of that time that is traveling and not producing new business mm-hmm. but everyone accepted the fact that that's how we have to do it so I think and more people are used to it so I, I have a I believe truly that, um, when this is over, whenever it is, year two, three, whatever, um, Easy there. th- there'll be a, a nice hybrid of Zoom meetings, phone calls, and in person that makes sense Yeah, and is appropriate, so...
2: I I think it's been interesting how um, various businesses have been adopting that businesses where you traditionally didn't see video meetings are now Mm -hmm. um, accepting that as a as a good way to communicate with their customers and reach them because um, you don't have to leave the house and during a pandemic that's scary for some people but it's also that added benefit of say I'm not nearby a location where I need to go physically um, being able to have the same conversation over video um, Mm -hmm. has helped a lot of businesses and I think that there's some people who are hesitant to jump on board because they're thinking you know as soon as the pandemic's over everything's going back to normal but I don't think that's the case I think that Mm -hmm. we've discovered a new way of doing things and it's here to stay we're just going to end up um, diving deeper into the realm of technology to help us with the these day-to-day interactions so at the same time, it's important that we stay mindful to not let the technology take over and still have those like real connections and conversations.
1: Right, right,
2: yeah.
0: yeah don't be a robot. Use the yeah. technology to kind of amplify who you are and your, you know, and and what you bring to the table. But let's not be robots.
1: And, and at the end of the day, you know, the, we're discussing professional relationships. The way you are, your your persona, your personality, that effectively comes through on a video it comes through on a phone call and it comes through in person so
2: I if you can tell what i'm blushing
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad we're on youtube now that's yeah <laughs>
2: this is recorded with video yeah, yeah, yeah. that's
1: right but the, it's it's very very true because you, you know it's you, if you're genuine it comes through if you know if, and if you're fake it comes through so you know i don't know uh, I think it's just that the whole aspect of of being real and developing that professional relationship yep. is what.
0: So if is we important. were to like, we can workshop this a little bit. But Martina, Dad, if we were to like give our listeners advice, because sometimes relationships don't come natural to everybody, mm-hmm. and I think you've said some things that are good, right? Like be curious about the person that you're going to meet, and this goes for. We are talking about sales right now because that's what you know the the role that myself, Martina, um, and my dad spent a lot of time in, and, and now as a buyer. But I think this goes for personal life too. Like, be curious about people, ask questions, um, spend some time trying to understand what makes them tick. But like, Martina, if we were to workshop this and break it down, and and want to share with our listeners some ways that you make building relationships a deliberate part of your week, because sometimes, you know, you get busy and you could forget to do some of those things that really help. So how do you kind of build that into like, do you have a cadence you follow? Like you found the podcast. And I think it was really after they already signed on with your, with coconut, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So what is your approach to like continuing to nurture the relationship and, you know, how do you allocate your time to new business and and all of that?
2: Yeah, I think that, um, it's all about striking a good balance. And I don't know if I'm the expert in that, but, uh, little things that help, like you said, at the start, just being kind in the first place. And, um, when you get the cues that somebody else is willing to build a relationship with you really nurture that and make that a priority. Um, looking like using your technology like LinkedIn or if they're active on say Twitter, anything like that to understand what this person's about and what they care about and bringing those meaningful topics to a conversation where, you know, you can contribute value and you know that there'd be something that they're interested in talking about really goes a long way. Um, And then with Joe, what I wanted to make an effort to do was, you know, after that he had moved into our customer success team is Make sure that I pop in and say hi and get us feedback Mm -hmm. and see how things are going. Like, yes, the sale is over, but that doesn't mean that we're never going to talk again. And that's not what I want. So if you genuinely want to have that relationship, I think that helps. And it makes it so that it's not a cadence and a part of your job. Rather, it's, okay. this is a person that I care about. So let me see how they're doing. Um, And I think that if we look at our personal relationships outside of work, that's what really Hold on to them and keeps them in our lives is just caring for the other person. So um, you're not going to care about every single person you meet in your business relationships, but um, having that general curiosity about how they're doing and checking in, I think that really, really goes a long way. And it's just something so simple that people can do.
1: That's very true. And and that checking in not only is very pleasant and and appreciated, but if there was potentially an issue. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want? In other words, rather than saying, "Oh my God, he's going to complain," if there was an issue, you want to know about it, yeah. fix it, bring it back to you know, uh, you know, your uh, technical team, or bring yeah. it to marketing, or whatever you have to do, and that advances your your business. If you never heard about a complaint, or exactly. or if you're or on the opposite side, if something was really great, maybe you want to trumpet that. You know, mm-hmm. so
2: that's and I a good think point. That- when we re after you were with the customer success team, I was like, do you have feedback for me? Because you went through the sales process with me. Is there something that um, I said that I promised that wasn't delivered or any expectations that I set that were unrealistic? Because that insight is so valuable for us, mm-hmm. um, Having you having gone through the process and you're right. It, it helps me be better at my job and be more transparent and fair with the other people that I'm talking to. So, um, going back and getting that feedback is, it also feels really good to be heard when you do have feedback and you mm-hmm. want something to be changed or something wasn't prom- promised. But um, yeah, it, I think it helps both ways.
1: That's great. That's great. It's really good. You know what? I want to, can I tell a little story? No?
2: You sure can. <laughs> I so I
1: Thanks for checking. From, Thanks for checking. <laughs> Years ago, when I, I was a management consultant, and years ago, my own business, and mm-hmm. uh, I was hired by a software company. They did medical medical software, not medical billing. They did when you go into the doctor, and and then the doctor opens a laptop and has all your records. You know, all that stuff.
0: That's called electronic medical
2: records. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Um, As so, you were. Yes. So I was hired. This is interesting. I was hired to. Work with the support department because they were um, they were getting um, a lot of pro- they had a lot of problems and complaints and all this other kind of stuff. So, and the reason this is interesting is, so I go into and I'm hired as a consultant and the management told me the problem is in the support area. I get into the support area, and I'm doing my analysis, and. I find out that what the problem was, was the sales team was promising the world to (laughs) the the customers. And when they bought the software, the customer, you know, the office manager in a doctor's office would call up and say, yeah, um, so the connection to blah, 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 you know, when does that get installed? Um, We don't do that. What do you mean you don't do that? (laughs) Oh, that's well, that's a ten thousand dollar. We can custom program that, but that's ten thousand. Well, what do you mean it's ten thousand dollars? I bought yeah. So my point was the entire process was the problem was the sales team Yeah. doing anything that they had to do disingenuinely to close the deal. And then they never ever reached back out to a customer. And well, the because sales they were team,
0: scared to probably. Th- they yeah. were
1: scared <laughs> And and the sales team's biggest problem was getting references. When a new person said, "Do you have any references?" Yeah. They used to scour to try to find a reference. So, again, the, I, I guess what I'm you know what I'm saying is it's it's yeah. you, everybody's together. But you you when you said you know the promises you made where they met, you are would never intentionally lie. But maybe perhaps this was listed as a feature, and you find out. Mm-hmm. well, yeah, really, it works, but not really well or something like that, you know? You would want to know that.
2: Yes, so. exactly. And I think that with technology these days and reviews on like every
1: oh my like Google review,
2: god. <laughs> Oh my God, there's more places where you can review stuff than ever before. Um, I think that it's more important than ever just to be so honest and to provide that really great customer experience because now people are going to look that up and they're going to see. So you can't get away with making promises anymore. You can't get away with lying about what your product can or can't do or selling people something that's actually not great or doesn't do what it was promised to do because, um, I think that's why people really appreciate uh, references and feedback and reviews. And it kind of, it kind of drives people's uh, buying these days, just hearing from somebody else because they accept that as truth over, you know, somebody who is in sales and it's part of their job. You're so
0: right. There's so much information out there. And I think that's why sales has changed so much because people are going elsewhere to get information before they want to talk to a salesperson because of that kind of like distrust that, okay, well, you're going to tell me what you think I want to hear. I want to hear what's real, you know? So I think that's, uh, it's kind of a myth. I think professional sales is a little bit different, especially when you've got good people that approach Mm -hmm. it from a, a place like you do, Martina. So it's very nice to get to talk to you because I think um, there's a lot of people that probably give the sales profession a bad name, um, but man, there are a lot of really, really solid sellers that are just trying to problem solve. And I think if uh, I don't know if that like was publicized that. more, I like yeah.
1: that because that's what you're doing. You're solving a problem. We have a yeah. we have this problem, and you have a have a solution. And I want to make as we close a little bit. And Martina, you're not you don't have to. If you have more brilliance, we want to hear it. So, uh, I just want to say one thing, kind of wrapping up about the profession, because mm-hmm. this whole thing is about professional relationships, right? Um, when when you make these relationships that are deeper, and I, you know, again, I'm I'm just saying deeper than it was just a perfunctory sales call or you did a presentation or whatever, but you kind of connect with people. Mm-hmm. People remember. What they feel, not what they learned or know. Right. So when you make someone feel good, Mm -hmm. they remember you. And people, as I'm going to link it to what Christina said about people moving in positions and taking new positions, you will never know what Mm -hmm. impact you've had on a person's and how they felt. Could be three years from now, and you get a call from someone Hey, Martina, I was at, This company, and I'm now at this company. We want to bring you in. Can you 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 follow? For sure. That's what that's what relation. That's the stickiness of relationships. And and I I think if if there's a little nugget Mm -hmm. to link professional relationship, it's how did you make people feel at the end of the day? Did they feel good because they had a conversation with you? That they had a presentation with you? That you responded to them? How you responded, um, and that's how I, I, you know, felt even through and even through the implementation. Even the implementation team yeah. made you feel good, and you smiled. You looked forward to the meetings. You know, yeah, that's gold.
2: Yeah, and I think having that mentality across the company, that customer experience, and making your customers feel really good—like we all know that—I think the stat is it costs five times more to gain a new customer than to keep one. Mm-hmm. Um, So when you have a whole company that's kind of has the vibe and everybody is putting the customer first, it just goes such a long way. And honestly, it makes me like my job more and I want to work more and work better.
1: You're happier um, all the way around. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like when I talk to you, when I talk to other prospects, I'm like, not like, oh my God, I have to tell them this thing. (laughs) Or like, oh my God, there's actually somebody better. And I'm promising something that's not true. It's like, no, it's. It's that, that good feeling and it makes you more confident going into those discussions and you can be more honest.
0: Beautiful. That's a really good point.
2: So with that, what what
0: does Coconut do? Because we spent a whole lot <laughs> of time yeah. talking about, you know, relationships, but what does your company yes. do? Because it does, I've I've heard great things. Sounds like a great company and, you know, may as well give you guys a little and plug a here. Product, so. And a great product. So what is, what, tell us a little bit about Coconut.
2: Yeah, just really quickly, we um, Coconut Software focuses on appointments and lobby solutions. Um, we do a little bit more on that, and just helping uh, members and customers uh, find the appropriate routes of engagements with like a credit union or a bank, and making sure that like as we adopt more technology and we're using video meetings and self serve option, um, just making sure that we really connect uh, members and credit unions um, and amplify that relationship um, because. Sometimes it's hard, like people used to just walk in to a bank and talk to a teller or an advisor, but now they're uh, helping themselves more so how can we make sure that they're connecting in the right ways and having that connection with the credit union or bank.
0: Thanks, Martina.
1: It's great. You have anything you want to add to anything.
2: Um, I hope I get to come back on the podcast. (laughs) We would love to have you back. (laughs) Well, that was nice. That was nice
1: to say at the end. That was very nice. Yes, we will have you back. I love that. Um, And, Martina, if
0: you want anybody to connect with you, where can they find you?
2: Oh, man. LinkedIn um, or my email that you probably can't spell my last name so I'm we'll not- put it in the show notes yeah, martina
0: <laughs> david kova <laughs> at coconut software <laughs> at coconut
2: software awesome yeah,
1: well, yeah thank- we, we will put that in the uh you know in the notes
2: oh well yeah, i really appreciate that guys but i'm just yeah. so thrilled that you know that we met and um post-implementation and post-sale that, you know, we're still here and we're talking and we're keeping in touch. And I know I've gotten just so much value from this relationship already. And now look, I'm on somebody's podcast. Like this is my first time.
1: Well, thanks for listening to the podcast.
2: (laughs) It's been exciting to hear
0: your feedback over time. And I'm super excited to finally get to meet you as well. I heard so many good things from my dad for quite some time. So Nicely done. I feel like I know you because
2: I've heard your voice for so long now, and it's so different because you know I've heard you, but you've just heard from Joe things about me. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's
0: it's all coming full circle, and it's super exciting. So anyway, thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks for sharing your perspective. I love to talk to other people um, in other industries and sales and um, talk shop a little bit. So listeners, sure. thanks for bearing with us. If you guys don't care about sales. Um, but I think there's a lot that you could take away lot. from this episode about yep. relationships, whether it's business or some other area of your life. Um, so yeah, thanks again for sharing listeners. If you liked what you heard, please, 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 uh, leave us a review and, a. Five star rating if that's how you feel. <laughs>
1: if you don't, then... add a comment and share with your friends. <laughs> yeah. Share, and it, share it, share with it, share your it. friends. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, we hope to hear you or hear you. See you. We hope to see you all next week.
1: That's right. Stay there. We're gonna, we're gonna, Martina, we're gonna make you listen to the whole Oh, yeah. A little universe. sign
0: off. That's
1: okay. right. All right. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now go and make a difference in your world.
0: It's very hard to not bop around to this, especially now on camera. You can't see this when you're just listening to the podcast. But listeners, if you're not watching, we tend to like, I don't know, what would you call this? I like it. Like a wave. Bye, everyone.